Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's National Give a Middle-Aged Millionaire an Awkward Hug Day on the Drew Olson Show. I was kind of scared. I thought the truck was going to take me. I would ask for so much money that I had to put me on layaway. Points if he has red hair. Okay, that's really not a thing. But put on your shiny suit and get ready to don a stiff new baseball cap because it's the NFL Draft. It begins tonight. Who will the Packers pick? The Green Bay Packers select Justin Harrell, defensive tackle, Tennessee. Who does our draft geek squad endorse? But I think Brian Brom's upside is greater than that of, of Aaron Rodgers. With their backs to the wall and a bunch of Brewers and Packers in attendance, the Bucks face Toronto in Game 6 of the playoffs. Just win, baby. To get you ready for everything on National Tell-A-Story Day, which really is the thing. The ceiling is the roof. Just want you to know, Drew... I'm only doing this for you, buddy. And you're sitting around your buddies at a poker game, and you've got rods in your so, mouth. It's great. Well, actually, I do like Braun better than Aaron Rodgers. Here's Drew Olson. Andrew, you are not the <laughs> Good afternoon, Milwaukee, and welcome to the program from the Star Satellite Studios. I am the satellite of this show, Drew Olson. Armin Sarian is here with me answering your calls at 414-799-1920 because otherwise I'd be talking to myself. Good day, Armin. Good day, Drew. And uh, it's a big day indeed, right? It's, it's NFL Draft Day. Hey, man, it's NFL Draft Day or as members of our NFL Draft Geek Squad like to call it, uh, Christmas, Christmas Day. Christmas Day, right. And the Bucks play game six tonight at the BMO Harris-Bradley Center. A do-or-die, win-or-go-home game against the Toronto Raptors. We're not going to talk about either of those things because I am going to present a list of 10 concerts I may or may not have attended, and you have to tell me uh, which one I didn't go to. What the hell is that? You know, i got to be honest. I'm not a cynical person. I'm like, yeah, if you're having fun with it, fine. There's a lot worse on Facebook, but let's. I'm done with this now. I'm not going through anybody's ten list of anything anymore. I was done with that before it started. Whose idea was that? It was lame from the get go. And I'm a guy who comes up with lame ideas on a daily basis. I should know. And you're a music guy too. It's you love concerts. Yeah, you love music. I don't give a rat's ass about any of that stuff, and I would never foist that upon the public. So. Right? Because it's only really about them, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's kind of silly. Here, here's the concerts I've been to that you haven't been to. Right? It's, it's yeah. It's, it's kind of silly. Not participated in that. No. Who were the 10 draft picks that the Packers didn't take? Oh, good God. <laughs> well, we are going to talk about the draft today. We are going to talk about game six. Um, and because it's Thursday and there's nothing in radio that we like more than anniversaries, national days, and alliteration. Not necessarily in that order. Um, we're going to go with trifecta Thursday today. I asked the question on Twitter. You can check me out at Drew Olson MKE. I need some more followers coming up on a milestone. You can tweet at Armin Saryan, A R M E N S A R Y A N, the conventional Armenian spelling of both names. Or you can get us at the Big 920 uh, on Twitter. And the trifecta today, I don't know what prizes we have in the vault, Armin, because I didn't check. I we've, was, got, we've still got uh, Bucks tickets left for tonight. We have well, to get those this away. Is a, this is a contest that we won't know until after the Bucks game. 
So oh, well, then that's, there you not, go. that's not going to work. Well, we can still give those away we'll, at some point. We'll give away Bucks tickets today, but that's not. it can't be the prize for this contest. It's going to have to be a bobblehead off the desk or a T-shirt or something. Because today, our Thursday trifecta. We want you, the smart, good-looking people who listen to this show. We appreciate you so much. You tell your friends about it. We're taking over this time slot. We're just you know, pushing our boundaries across uh, the iHeartRadio app worldwide. Got listeners in Tulsa to, you know, to Turkey. And uh, our trifecta today, if someone can name, how awesome is this going to be? If someone can name the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, which is currently held by Cleveland, they might trade out, who knows, They'll probably pick it and screw it up. But we need you to name the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. We need you to name the Packers' first pick, which we assume is going to be at the 29th slot. And you need to tell us whether the Bucks are going to win or lose game six. All three of those elements. Number one overall, Packers' pick, and will the Bucks win or lose? If you can get all three of those, that's why you go to the racetrack. A trifecta. It's awesome. It pays big. So yeah. we'll have to pay big. You know, big loot. Uh, I don't know. We don't, we didn't talk to Jason or Hannah and talk about what big loot we have, but we'll come up with something. Well, yeah, fabulous prize package. If you can hit the trifecta, hit the parlay there. We'll definitely come up we, with something good. We will probably let you, uh, you know, guest host a segment of the program. There you go. You'd be on the radio. If you're that smart, we'll put you on the radio and let you guest host a program. You can be the program director for 15 minutes. I'll drive you around the block in the big 920 van. How about yeah. that? And you can pick what bump songs you want, walk-up songs. You can pick a topic. We, you can take over the show for 15 minutes, in addition to other minor prizes. That's a good prize. So today's trifecta, the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, the Packers pick, and the Bucks winning or losing in Game 6. Now, members of our Geek Squad are going to participate in today's show. Today is Luke's day. Yes, Luke has to, 215. To uh, kind of impart his wisdom. And I, I actually saw a post by Luke on Facebook earlier he has taken the step that not many do. He has predicted the Packers draft pick in each round. Yeah, he's taken all seven rounds. Right, all seven rounds, yeah. So that's pretty ballsy. We'll talk to him about that. But we may have others uh, pop on at 1.30 as well. And you can pop on and tell us what's going to happen. Who do you want the Packers to pick? A lot of sentiment out there for, for uh, T.J. Watt. And if you are one of those that want to, you know, TJ Watt is your guy, 414-799-1920. 414-799-1920. It's your chance. Like, if you get it wrong, so what? It's a, it's kind of like, it's a little bit like the Bucks today and, and the Bucks in this series. If they don't win the series, I'm not going to be crushed. Is anybody going to be crushed that they didn't beat the Raptors and go on and have the right to lose to Cleveland in the next round? I don't think so. So throw it out there. Throw it at the wall and see if you can win. Then you can tell everybody how smart you are, how smart and good-looking you are. They've already started coming in. Our man, Tim, hits us via Twitter. He's predicting for the for the Big 920 trifecta, the Thursday trifecta. And again, number one overall pick in the NFL draft, he picks Trubisky, the quarterback from North Carolina. That would be an upset pick, wouldn't it be? That no, most... they're talking about it late in the last 24 yeah. hours. They've said that they might take a quarterback. Uh for the Packers pick, he says Michigan's Jabril Peppers. And he's got the Bucks winning. Tim is on record. Now, if you're going to tweet these at us, it's easy for you to share and pound your chest because they're time-stamped, and we will know. So reply to Drew Olson, MKE, the Big 920, or tag yeah. in the in your tweet. So that's what Tim did. He replied, Trubisky, Jabril Peppers, and the Bucks win. There you have it. Uh, our next contestant via Twitter. And that would be, uh, this would be uh, Marquette G. One of your friends, Armin? Uh, I don't know. Marquette G sounds 
Sounds pretty uh, intense have to, there. Have to uh, don't think I know that narrow person. the field here. Okay, uh, but his is Miles Garrett, number one, right to the Cleveland Browns. Jordan Willis to the Packers. I've heard that name. Okay. And the Bucks winning by five. I gave you a score too, just the bonus. I don't there. need a score. I just need the right result. But he went beyond that. Okay, uh, friend of show Frank. He says that uh, the ca- the Cavs, the Browns, will pick Trubisky, the quarterback from North Carolina, number one. That the Packers will end up with Sidney Jones, and that the Bucks will lose. So that's our trifecta today. We want you to hit us up with your trifecta: the first overall pick, the Packers' first pick, and I guess technically speaking, if you pick a guy for the Packers and they trade out of the first round and they still take him in the second round, he's their first pick. You'd still be right. And then right. will the Bucks win or lose tonight? Against Toronto. This is the Thursday trifecta. If this gets popular, Armin, this could become a thing. Thursday trifecta. Just like Twitter Tuesday. It could be as popular as the women's lacrosse that you're watching. I don't know why it's on. It's just in the studio here. In the Star Satellite Studio, we have women's lacrosse, and it appears we're watching Boston College and Notre Dame. We can switch it. I don't know why it's on it, but. It's on Fox Sports Wisconsin. There's no Brewers replay or anything, so I guess that's what's happening. Should I keep it? I mean, it's one of those things that's hard to turn Uh, off for me. Don't. Men's lacrosse players, um, don't they wear helmets? Men's uh, lacrosse players wear helmets and shoulder pads, I believe. Yeah, these girls don't have helmets on. Uh, other, than, other than the goalie. Right, yeah, yeah, but that's like... Sure, of course. And they're wearing like skirts or shirts, skirts or, or... That's why Armin's watching it. There's a prurient interest <laughs> That's here, why I, I haven't turned it off, is because yeah, the prurient interest. Is. Right. All right, 414-799-1920. 414-799-1920. One nine twenty. All right, we're getting more of these via Twitter. Okay. The uh, unsponsored email inbox again going on. Uh, what well, we're going on two months now of unsponsored email inbox. Uh, brought to you by Chico's Bail Bonds. Let freedom ring. Nice job, people in Thailand, uh, keeping up their streak of not selling items related to the Drew Olson show. Um, it's an impressive streak. It's going to be Ripken esque very soon. Um, so that would be Drew at the Big Nine Twenty dot com. Now again. Armin's going to have to write down everybody who calls in. So I actually hope that we get a ton of phone calls today to so make Armin work and have to write down people's Thursday trifecta, 414-799-1920. Are we only taking calls or we're taking tweets too, right? We're taking tweets too. So do I have to tweets write the tweets? and emails? But we had those already on record. So I don't have to yes, write those Yes, you don't down. have to write the tweets, Armin. Right. Those are permanent records. I those are make indelible. Sure. You know, because, and they're timestamped. Because if someone's going to try to tweet at you know 1130 tonight and tell us who what happened? Well, that's what I'm saying. You can't. You gotta. You gotta have this in. Like you gotta. I guess. You know. You gotta have this in before the Bucks tip off tonight by seven o'clock. So there's a slight deadline here. Four one four seven nine nine one nine twenty. Who's on line one? This is Tom the truck driver. He's in Texas today. Tom the truck driver in Texas. Welcome to the Drew Olson Show. Hey, how you guys doing today? It's hot and sunny here in Houston, Texas. Well, you suck because it's cold and rainy and brutal here today. Yeah, well, I left there yesterday. Anyways, I think they're going to take Miles Garrett number one. Okay. Will. I think the Bucks, and I, I, I hope I got this name right. To take that, um, the defensive back out of Washington, uh, King. That, that would be name? King. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. guy that Bob McGinn has them taking in the paper today. And the Bucks. He hung up on us. Oh, maybe those Texas roads are spot, man. Sunny and bright. All right, he's going to have to call back and tell so us. Have him call back. So he gave us two thirds of the trifecta. If he doesn't call back, he can't win and claim any prizes. Hold all tickets. Hold all tickets. So again, the trifecta today. If you're just tuning in, we want you to give us the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. The Cleveland Browns hold the pick, 
and we want to know who that's going to be. We want the Packers' number one pick, assuming that's tonight in the twenty with the 29th pick. And then we want you to tell us just simply, will the Bucks win or lose game six? Bucks are favored by a point. Uh, the fine folks at 538.com who do a lot of predicting of sporting events have the Bucks 53% to win tonight, which I guess explains why they're favored by a point. I happen to think that Toronto will prevail and end the Bucks season tonight. But if they force Game 7, that gives us something exciting to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, 53% not bad considering we thought it was worse um, the other day, right? I, I'm down with that. So I, I, I think that the Raptors will prevail, and but I would like to be wrong. I, I will not be uh, offended to be wrong. So the Thursday trifecta, again, we want your... Number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Who will Cleveland take? Who will the Packers take? And will the Bucks win or lose? I thought it would be fun to just twin these together and see if you were smart enough to get all three right. Armin, who's on line one? Lonnie is downtown. She called the drool for sure. <laughs> Hi, Lonnie. Bless you. Hey. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Allergies. Right. This time of year. Yeah, that's what it'll get you. Absolutely. How you guys doing? I love the show. Thank, thank you. you very much. All right. So. Who's your pick? Who, who, does, who do the Browns take with the first overall pick in the NFL draft? All right, we got Miles Garrett. Okay, that's pretty and solid. He's still on the board. Uh, Garrett Bowles, Utah, and of course, the Bucks win tonight, and we take the series in seven. Holy wow, cow! I like you're that. An she, she predicted seven uh, seven game win too. Right. I like that. Who do you have the Packers taking? Garrett, of course. No, no, that's the Browns. You said. Oh no! Yeah. It's Garrett. The last, the first name is Garrett. Last name is B O L L E S Bowles. Okay. Just want to make sure we got this right. Armin's writing them down because if you win, you're going to win a fabulous prize. Ow, I'm excited. All right. Are you going to the Bucks game tonight? I am. I will be there. All right. So I won't bother to give you tickets. We've got tickets to give away. We'll do that later in the program. I will will take them. (laughs) You're already going. Too late. No, too late. Guys, have, come on, you know I got okay. You, we have to give it a well, solid. It hasn't gone. Yeah, not gonna go. and well, and that's the thing. You, you also have to come to our headquarters and pick them up by five o'clock today. So all right, I can get uh, off of work at four. It's probably you know, for a lot of people, it's a deal breaker. Well, hang on the line. Armin can get some information from you. Maybe we will have a pair of tickets for you uh, for listening to the Drew Olson show. People really win on the program. Again, it's the Thursday trifecta. We want your number one overall pick. In the NFL draft, the Packers' first pick, and throwing it in here, this is the third leg of the trifecta, will the Bucks win or lose tonight in Game 6 at the BMO Harris-Bradley Center? This is the Drew Olson Show. The Big 920, thebig920.com, streaming worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. We're rocking today. The Star Satellite Studios, Drew Olson, along with producer Armin Sari, and he's answering your phone calls at 414-799-1920, 799-1920. I think that's been the phone number here at WOKY for many, many years. Yeah, since we were uh, spinning the big hits and the Beatles and the big band era. Yeah, uh, our it was now it's the phone number for the Thursday trifecta. See if you can nail all three. We want the number one overall pick in the NFL draft tonight. The Cleveland Browns will select. And then the Green Bay Packers will select with the 29th pick, we think. And then will the Bucks win or lose? Those are the three elements that you got to give us today. And you'll win a fabulous prize to be named later because we don't know what it is yet. 414-799-1920. Armin, who's on line three? Rico Suave. Rico Suave, welcome to the Drew Olson Show. Are you ready to give us your trifecta? I sure am. Good afternoon, boy. You know what my trifecta is? 
uh, pizza, beer. No, and close, wings. close. Pizza, beer, and wings. Is, yeah, <laughs> pizza, beer, and wings is good. Cheeseburger in both hands and a beer is good. No, I would say open bar, free buffet, and relaxed fit is the sports writer's trifecta triathlon. There you go, right there. Yes. Rico, yeah, I've, been listening to you for a long, I've been listening to you for a long time, so I was trying to pick, picture or figure out all your little catchphrases. So. I got a lot of them, man. I got a lot Anyways, of them. Anyways, the saddest thing in the world is that Cleveland jersey with all them quarterbacks on it. They got a list of quarterbacks almost as long as the Packers have Hall of Famers. It's amazing. Yeah, I love that jersey. So I think they should continue the tradition and draft Robisky as the number one pick just to add another jersey all right. to, that, name to that sad jersey. Trubisky, number one. Who will the Packers take at 29? Now, this one pains me a little bit because i got to agree with that cow turd. And I don't agree with him very much, but they need to make a, get a splash with that Mixon. Okay. He might not be a people person. He might not be loved in Green Bay, but he'll be, he'll, he'll be loved when he, all you see is the back of his jersey flying down the field. Okay. That's a bold And the Bucks will win tonight. And the Bucks will win. Three great predictions. Rico Suave, you are in. Armin's written them down. And I wish you luck, my friend. Thanks, brother. All right. Rico Suave is in. How about you? 414-799-1920. It's 414-799-1920. Now, if you call Armin right now, he might be a little busy. I'm fine. It's all good. I'm ready. We need to talk about what's happening right now. Now, sir. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened then? Past that. When? Just now. Wear it now, now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And here's Drew with What's Happening Now. All right. Let's take a look. Let's spin it around. And Armin, what's happening now? All right, let's do it. But let's begin, Drew, with the important stuff, okay? Yeah, what's important today? The internet is buzzing with rumors, not draft rumors, that McDonald's may stop selling its fruit-flavored high sea orange lava burst drink. You know, orange drink, high sea orange. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe this? This is a favorite of many, I think. The rumors started with what is said to be a a leaked memo posted to to Reddit. You know, Reddit, the the message board website. Oh, yeah, I'm aware, yes. And it says the beverage might be phased out beginning May 1st. That's the rumor, and that in July they're going to start selling something from yeah. Sprite? Yeah, because they have a partnership, obviously, with Coke. It's a Sprite Tropic Berry drink that will be added to McDonald's menu in July. So this is, uh, if you go to the fountain, if they give you your cup and you go to the fountain, this yeah. is one of the choices. Now, I can say 100% certainty I've never pushed the button and gotten the orange lava burst drink because when I was a child growing up, the youth sports that I participated in every time there was an award ceremony or any kind of gathering – they had buckets of McDonald's orange drink. Oh, so you were tired and of I it. And I was never a fan of it. Okay. I never thought it was that good. I never craved it. I never thought it was awesome in any way. And so I would applaud McDonald's for getting rid of it. But I know that there are some people that are really hung up, especially you millennials who cling to your nostalgia like... <laughs> I got to admit, though, like I, I never... cling to a cheeseburger. I mean, they... I used to get those little juice barrels. Remember the little barrels? Yes. Those were good, but I never really... I mean, maybe when I was a kid a little bit, but I always preferred the darker sodas anyway. If I could get a Coke yeah. or a Dr. Pepper. Yeah, hell yeah. Much better than the um, orange drink. So I'm not going to miss it at all, but I know many will. And anytime McDonald's messes with the menu, right. people get, they get all you know, bunched up about it. I guess it is the end of an era if they do it, but they have not announced it yet. Okay, the Curry 3, Steph Curry's latest shoe product, the shoe model, of course, from Under Armour, is not selling well. Is this a reflection on Curry's popularity, or is it the shoe, or what is it? I think it's interesting. Uh, Under Armour came out with some earnings, and it's been lower, and they got a lot of those in stock. The Curry model has moved. Part of it is a function of they didn't win the championship. Had they won the championship and capped off last season, 
I mean, he might have more juice. Durant came in, stole some of the limelight. Steph Curry's still a really popular player. Maybe not as big as he was at his peak last year when he was practically Beatlemania. But I think the bottom line is it's a high top. A lot of people don't want to buy high tops to wear around town because not many people buy basketball shoes to play basketball anymore. And it's a freaking ugly shoe. That's what it is, I think. I mean, that, that... So, you know, if, for 120 bucks, just because it's Steph Curry, I'm sorry, I ain't buying it. And they made fun of the last one pretty roundly on the internet, so it became kind of uncool. And... Yeah, so this is the Curry 3, yeah. and you want 120 bucks for because his name's on it. It's an ugly shoe. Sorry, man. Combined with uh, them losing, of course. All right, ESPN's Andy Katz confirmed that he has been fired from his job as a college basketball contributor to ESPN. Your re- reaction? Um, wow. That's just another one. That That's a stunner because I don't think anybody was more steeped in the culture of ESPN. He wrote. He was on TV. He broke stories. He went with Obama and did the bracket. He ran a marathon. He raised money for the V Foundation. He was ESPN. He bled ESPN. And I have personal history with Andy Katz because he was when he attended the University of Wisconsin, I was a young up-and-comer on the sports, sure. in the sports department at the Milwaukee Journal. He was our hockey stringer and covered the Badger hockey team. I would talk to him many late nights. We spent many hours on the phone talking about the business and what we were going to do and then you know, hanging out. And uh, he was a go-getter then. He's a go-getter still. I'm sure he's going to land on his feet, but it sucks. The fact that they'd fire a guy like Andy Katz just tells you uh, how ruthless and cold and corporate ESPN yeah, and is. there was nobody plugged into college basketball like he was. Him and Jeff Goodman were the two preeminent uh, college yeah. basketball guys. Apparently, Goodman survived. Goodman did, you know, despite it, a fake tweet yesterday. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but he'll get picked up somewhere. There's no doubt about yep. it. Yep. Uh, but yeah, boy, the bloodbath continued today. No doubt about it. Yeah. The NFL draft tonight, obviously in Philadelphia. Will Green Bay ever get to host the NFL draft? I've heard people say this that Green Bay could host, and there's no freaking way. Uh, whoever it is that's playing against the Phillies this week. Who's, I don't know who's playing against the Phillies right now in Major League Baseball, but I guess they yeah. had to stay and get hotel rooms in Delaware because the NFL sucked up all the hotel rooms in Philadelphia. That makes sense. My dad grew up in Wilmington. It's not too far. The, so, the Marlins. The Marlins. Yeah, the Marlins are in Wilmington. Now, That that's an indication. There just isn't the infrastructure. And as m- nice as Lodge Kohler is going to be and as convenient as going to be, that uh, you know, ESPN and their crew would take up all of that. And then where do you put people? There just isn't enough... Room right. in Green Bay. It just—I don't think it can handle the onslaught of people that's necessary to put on the NFL draft. So I don't think it will ever happen. And I say to the NFL, with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. NFL, prove me wrong. Yeah, same with the Super Bowl. You'd be stretching people out way too far. It wouldn't happen, probably. For that reason, Bulls coach Fred Hoiberg left the presser last night. The press conference when the reporter asked, a reporter asked if Boston guard Isaiah Thomas carried the ball at all. Was it a graceful exit? Oh, yeah. He just was... said no, got up, and left. Now, what was the point he was trying to make? That, that was well, the question because, some people had. Well, Hoiberg said that it's impossible to defend him because he stands out there and he carries the ball. You try to get under it. He's like, he carries the ball on every possession. He's basically like traveling. He's carrying, and he's dribbling illegally. And, you know, that was actually an opportune question. Pretty good question. It was almost a trolling-like question. Well, did, he, did you see him carry the ball tonight? No. End of press conference. I just think it's interesting. 
because people ripped Russell Westbrook for not shaking hands at the end of a series. What Hoiberg did, I think, is worse by degree. So I, you know, I just thought it was interesting. He just got up, no, got up, walked out, end of press conference. Yep, that was it. That was it. And of course, the Bucks tonight uh, face the Raptors in Game Six. Uh, must win Game Six. Can they keep their series? Alive, their season alive, Drew. Well, they're favored by a point. 538's got them winning. I still think that the Raptors are going to prevail. I'd be happy to be proven wrong. It just seems like the Bucks. I mean, they need to dig a foothold, and I'm not seeing it. I'm, they'll make an adjustment. I bet tonight that they start Greg Monroe again. Right. They start Greg Monroe because they need to get him in there and you know, gets their first team, maybe get him shake things up a little bit the way that Toronto did. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm going to be there. I think it's going to be an exciting game. Right. And I'd like to be proven wrong, and I'd love to have a Game 7 to talk about. There's So the fan in me, what little there is, would say, go ahead, Bucks win. But uh, the realist in me says they probably won't. The little corner of your capacious uh, psyche that still is a fan, right? Yeah. Capacious. Uh, capacious, your favorite word or, you know, of the, of yep. the week. Uh, I don't know. Like Al Davis says, let's just win, right? Just win, David. Maybe they can find a way. Maybe. That's it. That's what's happening now, Drew. That's what's happening now. What's happening now is you need to call us and give us your trifecta. We want the number one overall pick. We want the Packers pick and the Bucks result, win or loss. It's that simple. If you're right on all three, you're going to win a prize. 414-799-1920. Get to some of our draft geeks as well. we got our geek squad going. Luke is going to join us at 215. At 145, we're going to talk to Greg Hoffman. One of my mentors in the business, my former uh, college professor and uh, author of a book called Immortalized in Bronze, which is apropos because it's about everybody that's in the Wisconsin Sports Hall of Fame. The dinner is coming up. The presentation is coming up on Saturday. We'll talk to Greg Hoffman. And we're going to talk to Jimmy Carlton today. He's coming up at 2.30 from OnMilwaukee.com. The show is powered by OnMilwaukee.com. We'll talk to Jimmy coming up about everything that's going on, but notably a story he wrote about Eric Thames and also uh, the draft and the Bucks. It's a power-packed edition of the Drew Olson Show on the Big 920. TheBig920.com worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up Thursday on the Mike Keller Show with John and Drew, it's an NFL Draft Day Roadshow at Scuba's Poorhouse in Appleton. We'll talk Packers in the draft with Chad Ryder, NFL.com. Plus, along with the draft, it's elimination day for the Bucks in the NBA playoffs. We'll talk Bucks raptors Thursday after 3 on the Mike Keller Show. Drew Olson here with two questions. Where are you going today, and can I come along? Yes, I can. Never miss a moment of the Drew Olson Show or the Big 920 in general when you download the free iHeartRadio app. We miss you when you're gone. That's why we made the app, to make it easy for you to listen to the Big 920 and the Drew Olson Show no matter where you are. Check it out today. It's easy to use and it's free. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Keep in touch with the Big 920 wherever you go. Does your ass... NFL Draft Day, Game 6. What a day in Milwaukee. Welcome back to the Drew Olson Show. Wait, why am I welcoming you back? You didn't go anywhere. We went away for a while, and now we're back. From the Star Satellite Studios, the phone number is 414-799-1920. We're asking you to gamble with us today. You're not putting anything up, but we are. We've got a prize for you if you can nail our trifecta, the Thursday trifecta. Tell us. Who's going to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft tonight? Who's Cleveland taking? Miles Garrett and Mitchell Trubisky are the top uh, guys. If you have a, a sleeper, who's the number one overall pick? Who will the Green Bay Packers take at 29 in the draft? 
What time do you think that's going to happen, Armin? About 10.30, 10.15? At least 10. 10? Say, maybe 9.30 at the earliest. All right. Yeah. It'll be after the Bucks game. Bucks Definitely. Start at six. And then, speaking of the Bucks, will the Bucks win or lose? That's all we need from you. Cleveland's pick, the number one overall. The Packers pick, 29th overall. And will the Bucks win or lose? 414-799-1920. We got Charlie on line one. Charlie, welcome to the Drew Olson Show. How's it going, Charlie? Hi, how are you? Excellent. Let's get let's get your trifecta, man. Armin's ready to write down your responses, see if you can win a prize. Great. Okay, so here's what I got. I got Miles Garrett uh, going first. Okay. I have. Uh, I'm just hoping because I'm a big Badger fan that uh, that we get T.J. Watt on the Packer roster. And um, I unfortunately don't think the Bucks are going to win tonight. All right. So you got Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt, and a Bucks loss. A reasonable yeah. chance, I think. All right. People will be excited. I mean, the T.J. Watt pick might have, for sports fans here, might offset a Bucks loss. Yeah, I, I, I would hope so. That would be that would be good balance right there. All so, right. So what are you yeah. watching tonight? Are you going to watch the Bucks game or are you going to watch the draft? Uh, I'm flipping back and forth. You know, that's uh, that's a good good uh, thing about uh, about technology that you can just easily it's, do that. So. It's a picture in picture can, day. Or you can have both on at the same time now. So yeah, that's true. It's a picture in picture day. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it, Charlie. All right, four one four seven nine nine one nine twenty. Get in on the trifecta. You can tell us who's the number one overall pick, who's the Packers pick, and will the Bucks win or lose? Let's go to the experts now. We've got our NFL draft geek squad. Because we know draft geeks, and we enlisted the help of a handful of them to help us with this week, talking about the draft, giving us their insight, all the stuff that they learned after their intense film study on YouTube and reading and mock drafting and everything. And uh, we welcome back to the program Rob. Rob, who helped us out earlier this week and is one of our uh, Geek Squad members. Hi, Rob. Hey, how's it going, guys? Fantastic. All right, we're going to tee you up and let you just try the trifecta. Who's Cleveland take number one? Who do the Packers take tonight? And will the Bucks win or lose? Man, it's got to be Miles Garrett. I mean, holy. Let me, I'm going to tell you a quick stat, okay? So in the history of the SEC conference, okay, there's been three players total, three players in the history of the conference ever to have 30 career sacks and be a first-team All-American. Those three players are Reggie White, Derek Thomas and Miles Garrett. Impressive. That's good company they, to be in. Great company. If they don't pick, if they don't pick him, it'll see, be a total disaster for Cleveland. So that's see, my but, first. Day. But Cleveland. All right. So the thinking is, well, they got to get him, and then later, and they can get one of the quarterbacks, right? I mean, that's but, what I, that's what I when but, I when I came up with my what will happen draft, I'm having them trade up to either Tennessee or the Jets to try to get Trubisky. Just so, not number one. And that's the thing is, okay, and I'm coming around to the idea that I can see it. I, I know it's probably a smokescreen with Trubisky, but I can see it because if you like a quarterback and you've got the number one pick, quarterback is everything. You might as well push all in because I go back and I would ask you, like, who's the best, you know, defensive, who are the best defensive players in the league right now? Most people would say J.J. Watt and Khalil Mack, right? Sure, yeah. Watt's never won anything because he doesn't have a quarterback, and Mack came in with Derek Carr. And, you know, he's been good, but they were never any good before that. So Von Miller, maybe. I think, to, to me, it's like, if you like a quarterback, go get that quarterback and, and don't settle for a different, uh, for one that you think is lesser because quarterback is everything. True. I definitely know where you're coming from, without a doubt. But the one thing I can tell you is nothing will set a franchise back, and Cleveland Browns will definitely attest to this, Then if you pick a quarterback that's not a franchise quarterback, talent-wise, and pick them as a franchise quarterback 
thrust them into the spotlight. I mean, you know that everybody in Cleveland is going to go crazy if they don't pick Garrett. So the pressure on this kid That's with true. 13 career starts, Marquise uh, Williams, backup, I, ca- I like to call him, or, uh, you know, the guy who got cut by the Packers, uh, it was his backup. Uh, as your first pick, he's going to be yeah. – the spotlight on him is going to be huge. That's true. All right, so you got Miles Garrett going to the Browns. I can see I it. Do. I can see it. Who are the Packers going to take? Okay, so I'm going out on the limb because I actually think that Ted Thompson is has about three or four players targeted tonight. But if none of those players are there, I really think he's going to trade back. I think there's going to be one of those quarterback-needy teams, a San Francisco, a Chicago, a Jet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to want to get desperate and trade up for like a Deshaun Kaiser. So I think that we're going to move back. Okay, really? even with all the cornerbacks available and the Packers' glaring need for a cornerback, and Kevin King's going to be gone. We're only moving back a little ways, Drew. It's okay. okay. We're just moving back like six, seven picks. Okay, so uh, what I think is that I think that Kevin King, who I would love, he's on my wish list, um, but I think he's not going to be available. I think somebody's going to draft him right in front of us, and I think a couple of the other guys, T.J. Watt, for example, it, it would be awesome in our defense. Except I, I just don't see him getting to us. But what I think he's going to do is he's going to jump ship and move back into the early round two and pick a guy, and this is going to be out on a limb here, named Chidobe Awuzie out of Colorado. Okay. That's my official expert opinion. Chidobe Awuzie. Right. Chidobe Awuzie. What a fantastic name. I love it. Okay. He plays corner. He plays cornerback, so but you, uh, he, has a, he has a lot of skill, and he's a very accomplished player. Did, it, uh, did everybody from Colorado uh, survive the urine test at the Combine? Because <laughs> I know that water. if I'd been in Colorado within the last year, I don't think I could pass. I'm just what's saying. Your, what's your metastasis? Uh, yeah. I, would have, I would have brownies. Edible. That's, that's great. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's the guy that I'm picking. He's not the guy that I wish necessarily, but I'm going to go on record as saying that's good. Be a woozy, he's gonna All right, and now will the Bucks win tonight? That's our third question for Rob, part of our, our Geek Squad. I think they're turning up the D, man. I think we're going to go back to where we were in, like, game one. Uh, we're going to kind of grind it out, and we're going to come through and hit more shots. I just can't see guys like Norman Powell uh, going nuts like he did. He's been again. doing it for a couple of games now. Okay. True. I know. Rob, man, we appreciate it. Anything else you got for us in the draft? What do you think is what's going to shock people tonight? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I, I think the thing that's going to shock people, well, first of all, if, if uh, Trubisky goes number one, uh, but I think the the biggest dropper of the draft is going to be John Ross. I know that he, uh, you know, he really electrified everybody with his four two two forty. But there's been some medical issues with him, so I think he's going to go a little bit later than people think. And I think there's a guy by the name of Tyus Bowser out of Houston that I think that is, people are kind of sleeping on him. But I think he's going to go in the early to mid twenties. And I don't think that a lot of the experts uh, have that predicted. So that's kind of my. Uh, my take. All right, Rob. Thanks for the call. Thanks for being part of the Geek Squad. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, guys. Have a great day. All right. Rob drops off, and we welcome Owen. Owen is on line one, and Owen's part of our Draft Geek Squad. Owen, welcome to the program. Hey, how we doing? Good, man. All right, so how do you see this going? Again, we'll ask you the Thursday trifecta of who's the number one overall pick, who's the Packers pick, and how the how are the Bucks going to do, win or lose? 
Uh, I think the pick is Garrett. I think a lot of the speculation is uh, people in the media trying to get clicks. Um, anything, if you've heard uh, Sashi Brown, he said it would be an honor to draft Miles Garrett. And I want to talking about how they need to build their defense. Um, again, with their analytic, quote-unquote, money ball, quote-unquote, uh, front office, 13 career starts is not enough uh, for a quarterback for them to uh, trick their trigger. And uh, Garrett will be the pick. Uh, I think the Packers go Jordan. Oh, we lost you there for a second, Owen. You got me, Phil? Uh, we still got you now. Who, the Packers will take who? Jordan Willis. He'll be an edge rusher from Kansas State. Uh, he's been a bit of a late riser. He had a really big combine. Um, kind of like a Nick Perry-ish style player where he's kind of stiff, but he's a big, thick dude on the edge who can kind of bend. And uh, I think the Bucks will force a game seven. All right. You are in on the record. What else do you think is going to stand out from tonight's draft? What's going to shock people? Um, I'm actually the opposite. I think John Ross is going to be the first receiver taken. Uh, speed kills. Corey Davis hasn't uh, tested at all. All they have to go off of are his junior pro day numbers. Uh, and Mike Williams, I think a lot of uh, the media wanted to be okay with his four five five speed, but if you watch his tape, it doesn't separate very well. Uh, he makes his living in college on 50-50 balls, and you have to have a quarterback that's going to trust him enough to throw those uh, in the NFL. And I don't know if that person or if that team – um, is in the top 15. I think Ross goes top 15, and he'll be the only receiver picked uh, wow. top 15. I also think there'll be two running backs taken, and they'll both be in the top eight. Wow. And that would be Cook and, and who, Mixon? It'd be Fournette to, at oh, Jacksonville Fournette. and, and uh, McCaffrey to the Panthers. Oh, well, where will Cook and Mixon go? I don't think uh, Cook gets drafted. I think it's one of those things where teams don't like guys with injuries. Or off the field, uh, you can deal with one, but I don't think both. I think he slips to the very early second. And I know Mixon has been talked about with Cincinnati, that if he's there in the second round, they'll take him. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of Packer fans, the ones that are willing to put up with it, um, probably want him around. At season, but I don't think he'll make it that far. All right. Owen, we appreciate your uh, insights today, man. All right. Thanks for having me. All right, there's Owen, part of our Draft Geek squad. We've done a good job with our Draft Geek squad, and we still have Luke coming up. Luke hasn't uh, participated yet. Luke, he's got his full segment. He's going to join up. us at two fifteen. He's got his segment to shine, and he has gone to the trouble of predicting every player that the Packers will pick. Now he goes deep. They can get multiple picks. They have what do they have? Eight picks or seven? Eight, I think. There's seven rounds, but I think they have eight picks. I think he picks them all, and man. We gotta see how many he gets right, man. That's a, that's a, that's throwing yeah. it out there on the line because that's throwing darts at a board. I mean, that is hard. If he get like two of them right, I'd be very impressed. Yeah. You know, that's throwing darts at a board. All right, so uh, yeah, Luke is uh, the the uh, fourth member of our draft geek squad, and this has been fun doing this, and I appreciate these guys, Owen, uh, Rob, and Luke. They've been and Travis and, and yeah. Travis. Yeah, they've been doing a really good job, and we'll talk to them tomorrow too, and they can break down some picks for us as we uh, convene heading into the second round. And we break down the first round. So that'll be tomorrow on the program. Luke's coming up at 2.15. In the next segment of the program, we'll talk to one of my mentors in the business, Greg Hoffman, who is uh, up in the Kickapoo Valley region of the state. He has a book coming out, Immortalized in Bronze, Biographies of Everybody Who's in the Wisconsin Sports Hall of Fame. That induction ceremony with Charles Woodson, Sherry Steinhauer, Ron Dane, and Bud Selig is coming up on Saturday at the uh, Milwaukee Panther Arena, wihalloffame.com, if you want to check that out. We'll talk to Greg Hoffman about his book. There's a chance that I might have done some of the research for it. I'm not entirely sure. Um, we're going to clarify that and more up next. It's the Drew Olson Show, The Big 920, thebig920.com, worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Back. I've lost my way, won't you 
It's the Drew Olson Show, the Big 920, thebig920.com, streaming worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. NFL draft tonight. Bucks in game six against the Raptors tonight. Saturday night, the uh, Milwaukee Panther Arena, the Wisconsin Sports Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Joining us now, my friend and mentor in this business, author Greg Hoffman. Hello, Greg. How you doing, Drew? Fantastic. Let's talk about your book and let's talk about the Wisconsin Sports Hall of Fame because I don't think there'd be an induction Saturday if not for your tireless work trying to bang pots and pans together to get somebody to pay attention to the fact that we need to reignite the uh, Wisconsin Sports Hall of Fame. Well, I, 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 you'll probably give me too much credit, but we, we, kept the, uh, we kept the flame flickering for long enough and then we uh, good old Brian Lammy came in and I think he's the one that's going to take it to the next generation. At least that's our... Our hope, but uh, certainly I'm glad to see uh, to see it active again and getting some good inductees. And I'm also glad that this book, which was uh, started 43 years ago, is finally <laughs> going to be published. All right, immortalized in bronze. Uh, you started with a, a tablet and a chisel. You started to work on it 43 years ago, and now it's coming out. Tell people what the book is, what the inspiration was, and uh, how long. How, how does one write a book over 43 years? The research was started. I was a 25-year-old kid, and I was interested in doing some stories about some of the people that were in the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame. For people that don't know, the hall, we were the, one of the first states in the country to have our own Hall of Fame established in 1951. The reason the book's called Immortalized in Bronze is we've always had bronze plaques that were given to the inductees, and for a long time they hung in the foyer of the arena, and of course they're now in the Walk of Fame on, on 4th Street. Uh, outside the uh, arena. But I, I was linked up through a mutual friend with the founder, a fellow named Joseph Krieger, who was the longtime city treasurer of uh, Milwaukee. And in so many like in so many cases, like those the guys that have where they're working with the numbers and they're kind of stowed away in, in their offices all the time, his real love was sports. And he had written a wonderful book on the history of the World Series and all that. And so I... I linked up with Joe Krieger. Joe was a tough old German guy, great guy. We became wonderful friends. But early on, he was very suspicious of this 25-year-old guy who might try to commercialize this uh, Hall of Fame. But he called me kid all the time. And he said, kid, every Friday at 9 o'clock, you show up in my home in Bayview, and I'll open up the records. And he had volumes, boxes of stuff, personal letters from the people that had gone into that point and just wonderful stuff. And, and I did not miss. I showed up every day, nine o'clock. I was never late. And it was almost a full year that we had this research. And as we went on, I did some stories for, uh, there weren't, there wasn't the internet then, but for magazines, et cetera. And we started talking about a book. Joe then got cancer. And that was the first obstacle to the book. He, he was dying, and we couldn't finish the uh, research. And what you talk about my motivations, first of all, I've, the main motivation is I've, I've always thought the Hall of Fame should be better uh, promoted and could be an actual gem uh, for the whole state. And certainly with what's going on downtown now, I think it, it could really uh, blossom and be part of that whole neat sports entertainment section. But my second one is that I made Joe a promise. I said, Joe, I'm going to do everything I can to get this book uh, published someday. I didn't know that 
someday was going to be 42 years later. <laughs> you know? But, but, uh, but as, as you might, people might know out there, and if they don't, I'll, I'll tell them, uh, the, the hall has gone through some management uh, difficulties over the years, and, and groups would run it for a good nine or ten years, and then things would happen, and they, it went dormant twice for as long as 14 years total after Joe uh, died, and, and it was uh, kind of out there for the taking. And we're hoping that we're in a new era. But at any rate, I finally have converted these to a, uh, a book, which will be formally released on, uh, on Saturday. It's 152-page hardcover book. I haven't seen it. I saw it online a lot when we were doing the proofing and that, but uh, I, I live in western Wisconsin. I'll be picking it up uh, at the printer on Friday, and people will be able to buy it on Saturday. So you've got, uh, we're talking to Greg Hoffman. He's the author of Immortalized in Bronze. It is a, a look at the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame. The ceremony is Saturday night at the uh, Milwaukee Panther Arena. 152-page hardcover book. There will also be an ebook, right? Yeah, by midsummer we should have uh, an ebook, possibly in two places. Uh, Barnes and Noble has an ebook program, and also there's a company called Alkers, which is actually the place that you go to get your ISBN numbers. And they now have a nice service, so we hope to have that out probably in about July or so, and and hopefully then give the hardcover another little boost. You kind of have to do that when you're marketing books, periodic little boosts that bring it back in to the public eye a little bit. So we're hoping. Uh, that that'll uh, serve that purpose, but uh, it's been a real uh, uh, labor of love in Austin, long labor of love. I was really fortunate to link up with some great designers this time, and Brian has put some resources into it. And uh, the stories, my motivation on it always too was there's. I mean, Henry Aaron is in there, and Vince Lombard. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And Robin Yao and some of the great names in their individual sports are all in there. But my real motivation was some of the more obscure uh, stories. People that did their sports 50, 60, 70 years ago. And they have fascinating human stories. And now if you go to Wikipedia... You see one or two lines on these guys, you know, and much of the information has been lost unless you want to go into the footnotes and really have to dig. So we were lucky that I got linked up with Joe a long time ago. I preserved the stuff in tubs back in my storage room for years, and now it's finally going to be in book form. And I'm glad because a lot of these people deserve to have their stories told. The book is immortalized in bronze again. It is a look at the uh, members of the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame. $30 for the book if you buy it, or 38 if you get it shipped. And, Greg, you have a, a Facebook page or a website people can go to? Yeah, you can go to them. Right now we're doing going to do it for at least a while, primarily uh, uh, online, because it takes a while to get into the bookstores. So we're going to do it. There's an Immortalized in Bronze Facebook page, which you can order through. You can also use uh, Wisconsin Hall of Fame's Facebook page, and they have a standalone website, too, which is uh, www.com. Or wihalloffame.com, 
And uh, and then, yeah, I, I, I'm of the generation. I don't like to completely cut out people that are not using the Internet. So you can send the $38 check, which includes shipping and handling, to uh, Greg Hoffman, Post Office Box 55, and that's in my my metropolis out here in Westby, Wisconsin, 54667. And we expect that we'll by probably June we'll start getting in even earlier into some of the independent stores and then hopefully the Barnes & Nobles of the world by about uh, mid-summer. That's fantastic. Now, you also wrote the book Down in the Valley. A lot of people had that collector's edition of uh, the, the Farewell to County Stadium. And it's kind of a – this is like a similar kind of tome in, in terms of history. You just like old stuff, right? Because <laughs> I'm an old guy. <laughs> and by, by the way, I, 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 was, I wanted to make sure, since you're an ex-student of mine at UWM, you probably did some of the research on this book. I was wondering I about that. I'm going to have to talk to my representation about some royalties, uh, perhaps, or yeah, else yeah. you can buy well, me a cold over, beverage. <laughs> there was over 50, uh, over 50 of you over the years. I would, And most of it was supplementary to stuff I already had, but I would give an option for a final project to go find one of these guys and do a story on them, or one of the, uh, do the research. And, and I, I really, sometimes the students would find stuff that I didn't have, which was very, uh, very, very helpful, you know. But, note, uh, note to self, get a teaching job and then use the students as lackeys to help uh, further my, feather my financial nest. I got that, it. That's I got crowdsourcing. It. Yeah, he's been it's a mentor a to me of, for years. That's true. It's a form of slave labor, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Hey, man, if you can do it, yeah. you can. You, you, you got to do it. Okay, and you're going to be at the uh, the Hall of Fame induction on Saturday. It should be a good event. Yeah, I think so. We're putting uh, uh, Charles Woodson and Ron Dane and Sherry Steinhauer in, uh, Steinhauer in as uh, inductees, and then we're giving a Lifetime Achievement Award to Bud Selig, and he he uh, wrote the introduction for this book because Bud, of course, is a big historian, sports and otherwise. And, and I'm proud to say that my two biggest, I've done, this will be my seventh book, and, and uh, the two biggies are the one you mentioned, Down in the Valley, and this one. And Bud wrote the uh, introduction for both of them. So uh, I'm proud to say that he's in there. He didn't uh, hire me to help him on his book, but then he's got, I think he's got Doris Kearns Goodwin yeah. working on it. <laughs> Doris Kearns Goodwin <laughs> and, uh, and and Richard Justice with help from Tom Hardercourt. They're, they're all shoveling yeah, that. He's got the credentials well beyond me, you know, yeah. so uh, that's fine, you know. Yeah, but, that, that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, it should be a nice night. And, and uh, uh, uh you know, we'll be doing a signing in the lobby before, and I think he's going to have books that there's a kiosk upstairs and downstairs, too, that people will be able to buy them. Oh, that's fantastic. All right, Greg, we know we got to let you go, so thanks for joining us, and we'll see you uh, Saturday night at the uh, Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame induction. The book, Immortalized in Bronze, available. You can find information at com or uh, check out the Facebook page, uh, WIHOF. Thanks, Greg. Okay, thanks a lot. All right. Greg Hoffman, he is a longtime Wisconsin sports journalist, and as he mentioned, uh, one of my college teachers. Great. I actually had more more classes with Greg than anybody else. You could say I majored in Hoffman. Great hearing him talk. Great hearing you guys uh, talk. And He's one of the great uh, veteran sports scribes ever in this city. When you listen to Greg talk, here's a little inside for you. When I got started and started to get established in the business, Greg had me come back and talk to the sports journalism sure. class. The one that he, the first time he taught the sports journalism class, John Greenberg, who was in here earlier, president of the Admirals, and I were in it together. Wow, that's amazing. That's the day that we met was yeah. in that class. And then he would have us back to talk to the students periodically. And one time I went back and there was this kind of, you know, chubby guy in the front row 
And it was Frank Caliendo. There you go. Wow. Sitting in the front row. He's an A student, and he asks good questions. And we got to, that's the first time I met Frank. And Greg Hoffman, if you heard his voice, Frank used to imitate Greg Hoffman, and he thinks that he got some of his Madden from imitating Greg in his manner of speaking. So he practiced by imitating Greg. Kind he, of, yeah, he kind of cut skills. his. Yeah, he got his. He made his bones by imitating Greg, and then that. It, I always joke with him that you're not doing Madden, you're doing Greg Hoffman. That's said, yeah, amazing. Yeah, you are kind of. I, I am kind of. You're right. So that is uh, Greg Hoffman again. The book Immortalized in Bronze, uh, Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame. The induction ceremony will be cool. If you're not doing anything on Saturday night. Uh, you need to check it out. It's at the Milwaukee Panther Arena. Tickets available. Go go to wihalloffame.com for more information. Donald Driver is the MC. Right. They're inducting Charles Woodson. They got video from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they've got Ron Dane going in. A bunch of his linemen are going to be there. Uh, Bo Ryan went in last year with Donald Driver. This year, Donald Driver is uh, MCing. Charles Woodson's going to be there. So I don't know if he's bringing some of his wine or not. But Seawood is going to be in the house. So yes. that's where why Rodgers is going to do a little video testimonial to him and then sherry steinhauer had a great career and of course bud selig likes to talk and so it's going to be a memorable night the last year was the first one under uh, brian lammy right and kind of the rebirth and rededication of the wisconsin athletic hall of fame and then this one now will be special too so uh thanks to greg for joining us greg was joined by rick shabowski and a crew of other people that kept this kind of dream alive of bringing the hall of fame back and now that it's in brian lammy's hands i think it's going to be a going concern so you might as well just go there and check it out and check out the book Check us out. We're going to, uh, hey, let's give away some Bucks tickets right now. We got some tickets for caller number six. It's game six. Caller number six to 414 799 1920. Going to win a pair of tickets for tonight's Bucks Raptors playoff game. 414 799 1920. We got another hour to go. Got Jimmy Carlton from MonMilwaukee.com and our draft geek of the day, Luke, is going to join us. This is the Drew Olson Show on the Big 920, TheBig920.com, worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. From the Star Satellite Studio, this is Milwaukee Sports Station. It's National Give a Middle-Aged Millionaire an Awkward Hug Day on the Drew Olsen Show. I was kind of scared. I thought the show was going to take me. I would ask for so much money that I had to put me on layaway. Points if he has red hair. Okay, that's really not a thing. But put on your shiny suit and get ready to don a stiff new baseball cap because it's the NFL Draft. It begins tonight. Who will the Packers pick? The Green Bay Packers select... Justin Harrell, defensive tackle, Tennessee. Who does our draft geek squad endorse? But I think Brian Brom's upside is greater than that of, of Aaron Rodgers. With their backs to the wall and a bunch of Brewers and Packers in attendance, the Bucks face Toronto in Game 6 of the playoffs. Just win, David. To get you ready for everything on National Tell-A-Story Day, which really is the thing. The ceiling is the roof. Just want you to know, Drew, I'm only doing this for you, buddy. And you're sitting around your buddies at a poker game, and you've got rods in your so, mouth. It's great. Well, actually, I do like Braun better than Aaron Rodgers. Here's Drew Olson. Andrew, you are not the <laughs> Merry Christmas, Draft Geeks. Welcome to the Drew Olson Show. Hour number two. If you missed our first hour, we were awesome. I don't know if we can keep the pace, but we're going to do our best. I'm... In the Star Satellite Studios with Armin Saryan. He's answering your calls at 414-799-1920. Tweet the program at Drew Olson, MKE, at the Big 920, at Armin Saryan, conventional Armenian spelling A-R-M-E-N-S-A-R-Y-A-N. Armin. Busy day, great day, Drew. We have Christmas Day, of course, the NFL draft, plus the Bucks at home tonight, game six, and, well, they're getting those Philly cheesesteaks ready in Philadelphia, aren't they, for the draft tonight? I guess they are. Um... 
We are asking you today. We've got a contest going. It's the Thursday trifecta. All you got to do, it's actually pretty hard. You have to predict for us. You have to make three predictions. You need the parlay, yeah. It's the it's the trifecta. You need to hit the number one overall draft pick, the Cleveland Browns. Who are they going to take? You need to hit that one. If you get that one right, we're asking you, who will the Green Bay Packers take with pick number 29? And then, a simpler one, will the Bucks win or lose? That one's a 50-50 proposition. Right. The other one's, oh my goodness. I guess it's 50-50 with the Browns, too. Mitchell Trubisky, Bob McGinn of the Journal Sentinel. He knows a little bit about the NFL. He's got the Browns taking Trubisky at quarterback. His reasoning, that it makes sense that Miles Garrett's the best player in the draft, the, the defensive end from Texas A&M. But at the last minute, Jimmy Haslam, the idiot owner of the Browns, right. will walk into the draft room and he'll say, our quarterbacks are Brock Osweiler and, and Cody Kessler, and they suck. So we've got to get this guy. I would say it's a long shot. Except it's what for the he fact. did with Johnny Manziel when right. he made them take Johnny Manziel. So Trubisky first, and then uh, Miles Garrett would fall to number two, right into the lap of 49ers rookie GM John Lynch. Yeah, I would say it's a long shot, except for the fact that the Browns are picking number one. So they're yeah. they're prone so to screw all it bets up. are up. So all right, so that's kind of a fifty-fifty. So everybody thinks it's going to be Miles Garrett, but will it be Mitchell Trubisky? Who's running the show in Cleveland? We'll find out. Who will the Packers take? If you believe Bob McGinn. He thinks it's going to be a cornerback, specifically a cornerback from uh, University of Washington, Kevin King. 6'3", rangy. You go against Julio Jones and big wide receivers. Des Bryant, you need a big cornerback. And that's the thing. But if he has a choice between King and T.J. Watt and Tredavious White. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Then what? Is cornerback in the need? Does that provide the impetus that, that the Packers would need to take, you know, an edge rusher or right. a guy like T.J. Watt, who's like T.J. Watt might be a, a miniature Clay Matthews. You never oh, exactly, know. and that's the hope. You know, if you take a guy like that, and the Packers do need an edge rusher as well. The other question is, does Ted Thompson do something very rare for him and trade up and try and get somebody else as well? That'd be interesting too. So that that throws a wrench into everything too. So we're looking for the number one overall pick in the draft. We're looking for the Packers pick, and then you got to tell us whether the Bucks win or lose tonight in Game Six, a win or go home game. Uh, at the BMO Harris Bradley Center, I'll be attending that game, which means uh, I'll be following the draft on Twitter, and it'll be over. And I'll, I'll probably there's a chance I'll be done, and I'll be ensconced somewhere and watch when the Packers are on the clock at 29, if indeed they are on the clock. So that's our Thursday trifecta: four one four seven nine nine one nine twenty. Give us your your guess, and that's all it is is a guess. Number one overall pick, the Packers pick, and. The Bucks result, win or lose. You're going to win a fabulous prize. We don't know what it is yet, but it's going to be terrific. Let me tell you, bigly, it's going to be terrific. Terrific prizes. Huge. We've got huge. Terrific, terrific prizes. We don't know what it is. Likely a T-shirt and a bobblehead, tickets to something. But we're keeping track. If you want to tweet at Drew Olson, MKE, at Armand Sarian, at the Big 920, those are time-stamped and those are good because you got to have these in by 7 o'clock. You can email. Unbelievably, our inbox is still unsponsored. It's available. You can hang your shingle on it if you'd like. Right now, it's Chico's Bail Bonds. Let freedom ring. Um, but it's true at thebig920.com. Email your picks. Again, 
I'll know when you send it. I got to have it before before six o'clock before the bucks tip off. So we've got that. And uh, you can also, I don't know, what else can you do? Carry a pigeon? Call 414-799-1920, and we're writing down uh, your picks. Give them to us. We're going to talk to our uh, resident draft geek of the day. That would be Luke. He's going to join us at 2.15. Jimmy Carlton's going to join us at 2.30. He's from onmilwaukee.com. He's got a good story about Eric Thames uh, in the uh, inter- interwebs. And he also uh, will be at the Bucks game, and we'll talk to him about the Bucks and everything that's going on today. It's a very busy day. In sports. Armin, if you could only watch one. Yes. Bucks or draft? Uh, for me, if I could only watch one, it's definitely the Bucks, right? Because I'm just hearing about guys being picked. I could read that in the draft. Because it, yeah, and the Packers like, only have one pick. So if you're really into the draft, right. you probably are more geeked about Friday and Saturday. Exactly. If you're a draft nut, you were into the meat and the potatoes of it, which is the late rounds, right? In fact, I think I'm going to ask that as a Twitter poll. And I got to be it's a Mike Keller thing to do Twitter polls, but I think I'll yeah. do one. Yeah, it's sort of like the question we had last week about the schedule release, right? And the uh, in the Bucks playoff game. Look, it's yeah. not that I'm not an NFL fan. I love the NFL. I love the Packers, but it's not a game, right? I'd rather watch a game than a pick of a, a player or a schedule any day of the week. Yeah, that's just the way I am. So yeah, if I could only watch one, it'd be the Bucks game, especially you know a playoff game like tonight, Game Six. Uh, I don't know how many people really expected the Bucks to be this far at this point in the season, so. It's a it's a spectacle to watch, I think. So, but yeah, of course, um, it's still Christmas Day in the NFL world and in the sports world for a lot of people, and we'll see what happens. Futures are being determined tonight, and for some teams like the Packers who don't dip into the free agency waters much, this is like free agency, right? This this is the time where you can learn about your future, your pipeline, uh, new players. So, we'll see what happens tonight. Four one four seven nine nine one nine twenty four one four seven nine nine. One nine twenty. Again, I respect Bob McGinn, but he's just like everybody else. He's throwing a dart at it. He's got the Packers. He's got the Browns taking Trubisky. He's got the Packers taking Kevin King, the tall, rangy corner. And I think that makes a lot of sense because there are other corners, uh, Tre'Davious White, and there are others. But you, they need somebody tall. They're going to get. They got to stop Julio Jones. They got to stop. You know. Des Bryant. Des Bryant. Right. I mean, they they big go, receivers give them nightmares. They go against a lot of big receivers in the NFC and. A big cornerback would definitely help in that regard, uh, no doubt about it. So, like you said, no one really knows, especially trying to predict what Ted Thompson's going to do. It's like trying to guess the best, I don't know, the most random thing there is, because you never really know what it's going to be. It's usually a guy we never hear about, right? I didn't hear anybody talk about Kenny Clark last year until they picked him. So, um, it, that's what keeps it exciting, and this year especially, it's a lot of uncertainty in the draft. Yep. Twitter poll is up, at Drew Olson, MKE. Um, interestingly... One of the things that Bob McGinn says, and i talking to my friend Andy and Jackson, who loves him some Detroit Lions. There's a lot of Lions fans around here, not just Gilbert Brown, who's a friend of the show. But uh, McGinn says that the Lions could take Jabril Peppers. If he was available, do you think the Packers would take Jabril Peppers? Would they be interested? Uh, I definitely think they'd be interested in his prospect status, you know, in the way his, his ability is potential. But I don't know, does that test change things? Does yeah. that raise the, the red flag? I get why he's attractive to the Lions. He's a hometown guy. Pepper's just like we yep. look at Watt here. Um, he's definitely a good player. Where do you put him at the NFL level? Is he a safety, a linebacker? That's a question, too. So Yeah. 414-799-1920. We're looking for your Thursday trifecta today. This might be a thing. Maybe we'll do a trifecta every Thursday. we got Twitter Tuesday. There's nothing we love in radio more than alliteration. You know? Super savvy. Um, that there, super savvy point to make. Uh, that that and when we can, you know, co-opt phrases like, "Hey, it's Rocktober," right? Exactly. You know, 
if we can do stuff like that. But we like alliteration. And so, you know, maybe uh, the Thursday trifecta could be a thing. All right, so today, again, we want the number one overall pick from the Browns, the Packers pick at 29, and the Bucks result. Will they win or lose? Armin, who's on line one? Well, this is Luke. He's calling in for his uh, Geek Squad segment. All right, let's 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 just let's just crank this up right now. We'll ask Luke to answer the uh, – because we got to spend a whole segment talking right. about his extensive picks. But we'll ask Luke for the trifecta. Luke, welcome to the Drew Olson Show. Drew, good afternoon. Armin, good afternoon. Hey, Luke. All right, man. Uh, you, the bar is set pretty high because Travis and Rob and Owen have been killing it on the airwaves here. The I know. I've been days. very, very impressed. They did a great job. You guys, But you have a, a, an extensive uh, twist when you pick all the Packers picks. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. But before we go to break, I want to know your trifecta. Who do the Browns take in the first round? Who do the Packers take? And do the Bucks win or lose tonight? Sure. When I went to bed last night, what I was leaning towards was the fact I figured that it'd be Garrett number one. I figured the Packers would get an edge rusher, and I figured that the uh, Bucks would win. Now, I woke up this morning, read the Bob McGinn piece, uh, which kind of scared me just for the fact that he thinks that Trubisky is going to go number one. Um, I'm still leaning Garrett uh, for that, so I guess for number one, I'd say Garrett. Uh, for the Packers, I've got to go with McGinn. Uh, he knows the Packers better than anyone. So I'm going with Kevin King, the cornerback from Washington, and I'm going with the Bucks to win. I'd actually originally project- projected the series to go to seven games, but the Raptors unfortunately winning, so I'll stick to that. That is, uh, that's also Ted Davis's pick. That he said the Bucks will win tonight, and then uh, it'll go seven. That's uh, quite interesting. All right, Luke is in. He's on the record. You can go on the record, too, 414 That's 414-799-1920. When we come back, Luke's going to hang on the line. And when we come back, we're going to uh, take a look at Luke's picks, not just for the first round, but he picks the entire Packers draft. I haven't seen anybody else do that. We'll talk about it next on the Drew Olson Show, the Big 920, thebig920.com, worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. Jets take the first round selection. Quarterback. Ken O'Brien of California Davis. Everybody said that Marino was going to be around at that time. They take Marino. Obviously, the Jets know something that, you know, the people up here don't. See, you can't always go quarterback no matter what. If you pick the right quarterback, you can. Well, that's true. From the Star Satellite Studios, Drew Olson Show continuing. Phone number is 414-799-1920. We're asking for your... Thursday trifecta, NFL draft playoff edition. Uh, we're asking for three things. you got to project for us the number one overall pick in the draft of the Cleveland Browns. Basically, it's a coin flip. Mitchell Trubisky, the quarterback from North Carolina, or Miles um, Garrett from Texas A&M, the stud, absolute defensive stud. Who will the Packers take? That's open to guessing, too. Will it be a cornerback? Probably. they got the 29th pick. And then will the Bucks win? Or lose tonight. That's the Thursday trifecta. Joining us now on line one, we're back with Luke, part of our draft geek squad that we assembled last week. These guys have been amazing. Thanks to Travis and Rob and Owen for uh, helping us out with their insights. Luke is a draft geek as well. He studies the mocks. He watches YouTube videos. He absorbs everything he can. He changes his opinion based on what um, Bob McGinn writes. And then he, uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Just kidding. But he also, I saw on Facebook today, Luke, that you took the step that I don't see a lot of guys doing. You picked every round for the Packers. You projected who they'll take in every round, who you think they should take. And why don't you share those picks with us now, Luke? 
I did, I did. And interestingly, I actually found uh, picking rounds one through three the most difficult. I uh, found uh, rounds four through seven the easiest. Uh, basically, my analysis was I really think the Packers are going to take a cornerback, an edge rusher, and a wide receiver within the first three rounds. And it keeps jumbling around in my mind what the order was. Like I said, my original thought was I figured the Packers would take an edge rusher like McKinley from UCLA or Watt from Wisconsin in the first round, and then they'd take one of the uh, cornerbacks in the second round. Now, at the same time, uh, the Packers have been known historically to draft wide receivers in the second round, even when they don't need one, a la Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, etc. But I'll go through my picks. Uh, First round, Kevin King, uh, cornerback from Washington, six foot three, about 200 pounds, uh, just an overall stud. He has great body control. Um, what I like is that he attacks the point of the ball when it comes to the receiver's hands. So if you watch a lot of clips of him, he does a really good job either knocking the ball away. Um, he actually has a couple of clips of him making one-handed interceptions, et cetera. So he's a pretty impressive athlete. They need that because, uh, again, yeah. they're going to be guarding, you know, Des Bryant and Julio Jones in big, important playoff games uh, most likely. So that's kind of what they're, they're looking at. I, I kind of like that. And it will also – that would continue a trend of taking Pac-12 guys. It would. I don't know uh, who the uh, the uh, I can't think of the guy's name offhand. The scout that does the Pac-12, but obviously the Dayton Jones of the world, uh, Demarius Randall. A lot of with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pac-12 guys, they've been drafting high recently. Um, the other guy that I really liked at the first spot, again, other than McKinley and uh, Watt, was Tredavious White from LSU. I know I'd spoken earlier last week about that. I'm very high on him. Uh, he's very physical, can press. He's a playmaker. Uh, but I'm going to go with Kevin King on that. Uh, then second round, I selected Jordan Willis. He's an edge rusher from Kansas State. Um, he, I believe Bill Snyder, who's been the long-tenured coach of Kansas State, called him the epitome of the program. Um, he's actually shot up the draft boards quite a bit. He was kind of around the later top 100 picks, and he shot up now. I've heard talk of him even going up to late first, early second round. Uh, he's one of these guys. He's full attitude, full effort. He's a good guy. Um, I don't know if he has the uh, physical upside of some of the other edge rushers that you'll see come off the board, uh, but he's one of those whistle-the-whistle guys a la Clay Matthews, uh, so I think he would be a pretty solid pick. Um, switching to the third round, this is a guy, um, Drew, I think I had spoken with you about this privately, uh, Cooper Cup. He's a wide receiver from Eastern Washington. Um, he, to me, is basically Jordy Nelson version two. Uh, I believe he pretty much holds every major FCS record for a receiver. He has great hands. He has great use of his arms. Uh, he's deceivingly fast, and he's great at yards after the catch. So to me, he's basically, and he's white, so he's kind of Jordy Nelson <laughs> oh, version. Green Bay all the way. Right, right. But uh, he's just a phenomenal guy. He's a good character guy. Um, I've seen him, a lot of mocks have him go in the second round. Um, so it was kind of a homer pick for me, thinking maybe he'll slide down because he was an FCS guy. Um, another guy that's been pretty high that I was going to put at that spot is uh, Chris Godwin, the 
receiver from Penn State. Unfortunately, the Badgers saw what he could do in the Big Ten championship game with a couple big uh, touchdowns. Uh, he's a big play receiver, and he kind of blew up at the combine uh, with some pretty fast. He was, a, I believe, sub 4-4 guy, uh, great hands, great body positioning, et cetera. So those are my first three rounds. Now, that was a tough thing because, you know, uh, there's so much unpredictability above that. So there's even more unpredictability in the later rounds, but then you're just there's less pressure and there's less right. So that's that's my my read on why it was easier to pick the four through seven picks. Right. So I mean, I, I feel like the Packers kind of go through a relatively straightforward common draft strategy, which is they like to draft offensive linemen kind of in that fourth, fifth, maybe seventh round. Uh, they typically like to draft defensive linemen and inside linebackers sixth, seventh round. Um, so I'll just give you some examples. Um, the uh, the sixth-round guy, Grover Stewart, he's a defensive lineman from Albany State. Uh, very raw. He's a big, big-bodied guy. Um, he uh, He's very raw, uh, but he's got great power and burst. Um, another guy here, this Ben Bolware, inside linebacker from Clemson. I have him going the seventh round. Uh, he's one of those guys. He's a little bit limited athletically, but uh, he's a character guy. He was the team captain for Clemson, the national championship team. He was on all the special teams. You know the Packers. They love to take their inside linebackers and fullbacks that can also play special teams. So that was a pretty Definitely. pretty easy one. And then one last thing to note um, I'm personally, I don't think the Packers view the running back position with the same priority that a lot of fans do. I kind of viewed it as a mid-round pick, and so the guy that I had selected screams Packers to me. His name is Brian Hill. He's a running back from Wyoming. reason why he's a Packer guy, A, he's a good character guy. I think he was three or four years there. He only fumbled one time in all of college, about 349 carries. He's a three-down back. He can do pass protection, so he does all the things. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers likes guys that can pass protect and don't make mistakes. Similarly, McCarthy hates guys that fumble. He meets both those criteria. Also, the Packers have benchmarks for their running backs in terms of their uh, three-cone drill, et cetera, and he meets that threshold. Ah, nicely done. All right. Luke is part of our gig squad. He's predicted all the Packers' picks. Who else you got, Luke? Yeah, so another guy that I really like that if the Packers get, I think could be a really solid addition is Bucky Hodges. He's a tight end from Virginia Tech. He's probably closer to a wide receiver build. He's not as thick as maybe some of the other guys, um, but he uh, he can stretch the field. He's got great hands, great athleticism. Uh, again, I, I don't want to call him Jermichael Finley. He's maybe slightly less built than Finley, but he's got that same over-the-middle, down-the-seam stretching ability that uh, that Finley had. I think he could be a great – he's kind of in that third, fourth-round range as a tight end, and I think the Packers uh, would be really uh, well-versed or uh, well-advised to pick someone like that up. So, All right. Luke, I got a, we got a Twitter poll for you. Uh, we just okay. threw it up there. If you could only watch one tonight, what would it be? Bucks, Raptors, or the NFL draft? I think I know your answer. <laughs> yeah, definitely the draft. I will. I'll actually be going out uh, uh, to one of the local uh, drinking holes here, and I'll be probably watching it with Statman, friend of the show, Statman, Statman Steve. Steve. Yeah, absolutely. one of the yeah. best guys to watch with because he's always got some stat for you. He's always oh, got yeah. a lot, and he's got quite well, a capacious uh, bag of tricks. We've only had this up for uh, a couple of minutes now, and 164 people have voted already, and it's seven. 74% bucks, 26% draft. 
Yeah, and it doesn't surprise me because a lot of it's fluff. I mean, obviously, there's Kuiper and McShay, and these guys like to do their projections, and a lot of it's entertainment-based. Um, obviously, it's kind of a um, what I'd consider a, a game of failure. Obviously, more picks are incorrect than correct right. in terms of who they're projecting to certain teams. But I just like the entertainment of it. And like I said, I think when I had called in previously, I referred to it as the cycle of rebirth, which is basically you get it's exciting to see guys that could be potential Packers players and then seeing who they actually pick and how they can fit into the team for next year. Yeah, that's definitely the interest yeah. of it. That's what makes it exciting. So, All right, yeah. uh, Luke, give us another sleeper. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely different guys out there. Um, you know, there's, for example, I really like Desmond King. He's a cornerback from Iowa. I don't know if I would really call him a sleeper in the sense of he was a not this year, but the year before, he was the Thorpe Award winner. Um, he uh, a lot of interceptions. He's from Iowa. He's very physical. I think he's one of those guys. I don't know if he has a lot of athletic upside, but I think he's one of those guys that could potentially eventually convert to safety. Um, he's a hitter. Um, it's going to be interesting. Again, I wouldn't call this a sleeper, but what I'm curious about is that Conley kid, the cornerback, Gary and Conley from Ohio State, um, he, when I had called in uh, previously, had mentioned that he was a potential target for the Packers. Um, he was basically a mid to late first round projection, uh, really solid all around guy, supposedly a good character guy, but for now, obviously these, I believe they're rape allegations. I'll be very curious to see if that affects his draft, draft stock or projection and where he ends up going. Good stuff. Hey, Luke, you you kept pace. We've had the Geek Squad has really performed for us between you know Owen and Rob and Travis and you. We've, we're getting good information here. Well, I appreciate it. And like I said, this is our time of year, and uh, definitely look forward to the evening and uh, and yeah, making and comments after. Let you guys know how definitely. We feel about we'll it, catch so. up with you guys tomorrow and Monday as well. Thanks, Luke. Great. Thanks, All right, Luke. take care, guys. Thanks. All right, that's Luke. Right. He's part of our Geek Squad. Here on the Big920, thebig920.com. This is one of the smartest things we've done so yeah, far, Armin. Yeah, really Enlisting people to work I mean, for guys us. who break down, <laughs> stiff, guys from directional schools, and they're that deep into it, there's no way I would, I'd be able to do that. There's just, if my life depended on it, I couldn't care that much about the draft and for, you know, the 10th best wide receiver or, you know, running back. I just couldn't do it. So thanks to these guys for all the effort they put in, and uh, we have been happy to give them a platform. Again, we'll talk to them tomorrow. And on Monday, as we break down who the Packers take. Speaking of the draft, you'll catch me and Dan Needles on a special edition of Big 12 Sports Saturday. That's coming up on uh, WISN 12. For those of you who aren't listening worldwide on the iHeartRadio app, if you're around here, uh, turn us on, especially if you happen to have a uh, an Arbitron uh, a ratings device on your TV. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah, we're not mad about that. Shout right? out to my buddy Murph, who uh, is out of town, but I bet he set his DVR to, to tape both uh, on both of his TVs. So, yeah, um, we're going to have that for you, and we'll break down the Packers draft on Saturday night at 6.30. Coming up next, Jimmy Carlton from uh, onmilwaukee.com joins the program. And uh, we'll talk to him about everything that's going on. We'll get him to play the Thursday trifecta, which we want you to weigh in on as well. You're running out of time to do it on the air, but you can do it all day on Twitter. I'm looking for the number one overall pick in the draft. I'm looking for the Packers pick. And will the Bucks win or lose? We'll get Jimmy's take on that next. It's the Drew Olson Show. The Big 920, thebig920.com. Worldwide on the iHeartRadio. Star Satellite Studios, it's the Drew Olson Show on the Big 920, thebig920.com. I'm Drew, 
along with producer Armin Sarian. The program is powered by OnMilwaukee.com, and interestingly enough, so is our next guest. It's the sports editor of OnMilwaukee.com, Jimmy Carlton. All right, Jimmy, I'm going to ask you the trifecta question we've been asking people all day. You've got to give us your trifecta. You've got to pick all the right. number one overall pick in the NFL draft by the Cleveland Browns, pick the Packers pick at 29, and then give us your projected result for the Bucks, win or lose tonight in game six against the Raptors. All right. Um, for the Browns, I think they should pick Miles Garrett because that would be the smart thing to do. I hope that they pick Trubisky. Um, and I think they because that would will. be the Browns thing to do. Just going to say that exactly. Yeah. It's just so entertaining to watch them annually draft a quarterback and then screw them up. Um, no, not wishing ill upon Mitchell Trubisky, but it's just uh, it's too 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 fun uh, as a uh, sports fan and sports media to watch uh, Cleveland screw this up. And so I think that's what they'll do. All right, and then the Packers. Who do you uh, like? Packers. The Packers need a running back, but I don't know if anybody is going to be around at that spot that's going to help them. Um, and uh, they also need a cornerback, but I think that's a deep spot, uh, and they can get one later on. Um, I'm going to go T.J. Watt, not just because uh, he's the hometown guy. I think he fits their 3-4. Uh, they need pass rushing, and uh, we all know Ted Thompson. Uh, uh, he's, all, he's very sentimental. He's, he's all about uh, picking badgers and fan favorites. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and your thoughts on Game 6 tonight, Bucks in a win-or-go-home matchup against Toronto. Uh, i got to say the Bucks are going to win. I, I had them winning Game 1, Game 3, and Game 5, so I was 2 for 3 on that, uh, but we're just going to carry over to the Game 5 prediction to tonight. If they if they win tonight, I think you can call this playoff series and this, this year's sort of postseason experience a success. Um, and then, uh, you know, even, even if they lose in Game 7, uh, but if they lose at home with the city as amped up as they are and, and with the stakes as high and being up 2-1 earlier, I, I think that that's a disappointment for this team. I think, uh, yeah, well, I walked out after Game 4 saying, oh, the Bucks aren't going to win this series. Even though it was even at the time, I, I thought, well, that's it. Because just what Toronto showed me. What do you see? How do the Bucks put the paddles to it? What adjustment do they make to get back to kind of the flow that they had in Game 3? Yeah, I, I you know I didn't have that, that the same reaction that you had after Game Four. I did have it after Game Five. After Four, it was just the Raptors really slapped it up. You know, they they packed the paint, they slowed they slowed everything down. Um, they just sort of mucked up the game, and, and I didn't think that was either team playing very good basketball. But uh, Monday night, the Raptors just showed why they won 51 games, why they've won 10 of the last 12 regular season games with the Bucks, and, and why going into the playoffs, we thought this was going to be a really bad matchup for Milwaukee. Um, what they need to do is they need to have Chris Middleton make shots. I think that that's, um, you know, that's not really an adjustment that Jason Kidd can make necessarily. I mean, obviously, he, he's not going to be out there. But uh, Chris Middleton just hasn't been the floor spacer they need. Um, I, I, one thing that I could, uh, I, could, I could see Jason Kidd possibly adjusting and tweaking would be his rotations. That um, We've asked questions all season about um, the coherence of some of the rotations that he's done and, and some of his subbing patterns. Um, but I do think that over the last month he, he straightened them out uh, a lot. But we, we really need to see some floor spacers with Giannis because basically what Toronto keeps doing is just sagging everybody inside in the paint, clogging up his driving lanes. And then, you know, Giannis is a great, great playmaker, but he's a big guy. When he drives into the lane and it's, it's congested, he, he ends up throwing the ball away a lot, charges. You know, he has, he's had four or five personal fouls in a couple of these games, and a lot of that's happening at the offensive end. Um, so they need to make shots, and I think they need to probably get some of the reserved outside shooters like Mirza Tledovic, Jason Terry, some of those guys. Get them a little bit, and even Spencer Hawes has been playing more. Get some of those guys that can hit outside shots in there with Giannis to open stuff up for him. 
Talking to Jimmy Carlton of OnMilwaukee.com here on the Drew Olson Show. I agree with you about Middleton. I think he's been kind of under the weather. I know he didn't practice yesterday, and whether that's a factor, I don't know. But I I agree with you there. I don't know about – they do need some spacers, and it would be nice if they had – every time I turned on a Bucks game during the regular season, the first thing I saw was Toledovich missing a three. (laughs) It was uncanny. Right. It was absolutely uncanny, without fail. So I don't have much faith in him. But to me, the guy is Monroe because he, it just seemed like there, there was they ran the offense through him earlier in the year, and his contributions. He was a stud in Game Three, and he was you know a, kind of a machine, and he's looked frustrated, especially with Valanciunas kind of matching up against him. So is there a way they can get him in the game when Valanciunas isn't there, and can they can they get him to be productive and and just kind of make things happen and run things through him a little bit? Well, you know, I, I'm sure they would love to get him in there when Valanciunas isn't there, but that was that was ex- precisely the the reason that Dwayne Casey made that that um, that lineup change was not only to get Norm Powell, who's been a revelation, into the lineup and to go smaller and a little more qu- and a little quicker on the perimeter, but also to counter Greg Monroe off the bench, who, like you said, I mean, the guy has had double figures every game. Um, you know, he's been averaging about 15 points in the postseason, um, and he is a good playmaker. Like you alluded to, down down in the post, he can pass. Um, I thought he did a little bit too much, uh, and, and most of the Bucks did a little too much, or or not nearly enough one end of the one end of the other on Monday. But he had four turnovers in that game, um, and uh, was seemed to be forcing stuff a little bit, um, maybe knowing. Uh, or internalizing too much that he had to be the difference maker. I think that you, there's not really going to be a way that you can find him on the find him out on the floor without Valanciunas because, uh, as much as uh, you know, that's the matchup you you try, you'd hope to take advantage of. The Raptors clearly decided to fight fire with fire with that by putting um, Valanciunas, who's like the um, basically straight out of central casting for a big lumbering Eastern European uh, center on on Monroe whenever he comes in. I mean Gorta, yeah, they're kind of like this. Yeah, those guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're they're right out of central casting. All right, Jimmy Carlton from Milwaukee.com. I want to know. Got to got to hit upon your millennial status as a guy representing kind of the bottom end of our uh, demographic uh, on on the program here on the Big Nine Twenty. Um, are you torn up that McDonald's might get rid of the orange drink in their dispensers and their dispensaries, and that they might not, they might no longer sell the high C lava burst? Um, I'm, a, I'm a high C fan, so that would be pretty devastating. <laughs> See, this is what uh, I'm saying. As, yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, as long as they keep Powerade, I think we'll, we'll, there there will be a place uh, at the McDonald's beverage dispenser. But yeah, that that would be uh, pretty upsetting. I wondered about that because I, I thought that you know I mean, that's a, that's a palate thing. But I right. remember being turned up. Maybe it's because. When I was a kid, every little league or flag football, every awards thing, even at high, my high school, even they would have a big yellow tub of that stuff that they got from McDonald's. And I don't know if it wasn't mixed right or something, but it just it was the only beverage you had, and it wasn't good. It was it didn't taste right. You know? Yeah, it, it might be, it might be nostalgia uh, speaking for me because I don't think I've had it in like 15 years. Right, but same the, here. You don't want it to go away. Me remembers the sweetness <laughs> as uh, as you know hitting the right spot. Jimmy, I said the barrel juices, a little bit. The juice that came in the little barrels, those were the ones that we used to always have after like little league games. Yeah, I remember like those. The little tiny barrel right. of they were. It was real like it was Sunny Delight light, sort kinda. of basically. And and I always begged my mom for Kool Aid cool bursts. That was the other thing that oh, was like yeah. amazing. Well, yeah, and the ecto cooler too. Yeah, that of course. Yeah, we, we had. We had like Hawaiian punch and Tahitian treat after some games, which is like, oh, and uh, and I don't know if you guys remember all sport, like with it was in the Powerade and sure. Gatorade oh, uh, yeah. uh, genre. 
Nothing like carbonated, salty sugar water to, to really get you ready for, for a high-performance game. That's what they yeah. thought That's what they thought that Fruitopia and Fruit Works were just as, were healthier than soda when we were yeah. kids. Yeah, not, not, not a chance. Uh, I guess we didn't know a ton in the 90s. If right. they get rid of uh, High C Orange, um, they're going to replace it with Sprite Tropic Berry. So uh, I'm kind of interested to try that though. That might be pretty good. So there's that. That's dispiriting. All right, and so all right. Then <laughs> when you go to one of those dispensers too, are you a guy that mixes? Because I'm a Diet Coke guy or a Coke Zero guy. But if they don't have Coke Zero, I'll take Diet Coke about seven eighths of the way up to the top, and then put a splash of regular Coke on the top. Yeah, I mean, I'm a guy who blasts Instagram pictures of putting Doritos on frozen pizzas that I make. So I'm all about mixing everything and. Uh, you know the the Coke Sprite Dr Pepper is is a is a personal favorite. Exactly. That. See, you're a kindred spirit of mine. Jimmy. Yeah. That's see, the you guys are cut from the same mold. There we go, Armin. Jimmy. The last thing is for young people and like oh, let's face it, the Bucks fan base this year in the regular season, the NBA demographic is skewing younger. People like the younger people, college age, are getting into it. They're getting into the analytics. They're really buying in to the NBA and what the Bucks are doing. And but I'm I'm also wondering I don't know if it's a draft thing or not but this game might not sell out because there's a chance the Bucks might get eliminated and I don't know if it's are we into snowflake territory do we need therapy dogs or what because people don't want to see the Bucks lose and potentially lose if this was a possible game where they could eliminate Toronto if the series was flipped the demand for tickets would be off the charts right and now right. I get the feeling people like oh I don't want to be part of that because they might lose and I might be disappointed. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think that you hit on you hit exactly the problem. I mean, we're at this tipping point with the with the Bucks. Um, they've done a marvelous job of marketing and branding the team and sort of generating this excitement when the team is going good. You know, own the future. The future is now. Fear the deer. All this stuff. I'm actually writing a story today um, about the the origin story, the derivation of the fear the deer um, uh, motto. But you know, they've done a really good job of creating this excitement, but you need to have the team be, you know, we saw this last year when they had been in the playoffs two seasons ago and the last year took a step back. They're, all of the, the sort of tangential uh, um, uh, marketing and, and excitement and buzz was there, but the fans weren't really genuinely in on it because the team wasn't winning. So I think that's there. I mean, I was, I was on with Mike Keller last week and before game three, and, you know, it was just like it was a completely different atmosphere. They were coming, they were coming home with the series tied, then they ended up winning, and it was electric. You left that stadium, left the arena, and downtown was buzzing, and, and people were excited, and you bucks and six. Um, I, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit disappointing that there is that attitude and that they've had to do some of these um, promotions to try to sell out the, the game and, and get rid of the, the the last few tickets. It's not ideal, um, but uh, you know, I, it, we we do sort of know the history of Milwaukee Bucks fandom over the last fifteen years, That's and true. it's not really all that surprising. That's right? true. Final thing for you, Jim. We've got like a minute left. I want you to uh, promote your Eric Thames story <laughs> and uh, the reaction to it. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I basically, you know, I, the, the entire internet was writing about Eric Thames. I thought I'd jump on the bandwagon yesterday at the um, during the day game and um, basically just decided to write what uh, what, I, what it seems to be the case, which is that Eric Thames is becoming like a um, Paul Bunyan esque tall tale folk hero. Um, and uh, so I wrote about uh, I, I gave maybe a dozen or so of my. Um, personal favorite uh, tall tale isms about Eric Thames. Uh, one of them being, rather than the Caribbean leagues, Eric Thames plays winter ball on Jupiter because, as the largest planet in the solar system, it has the highest amount of gravity and thus gives him the best resistance training for jacking his <laughs> megabomb. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, that, that got a lot of great reaction. I had people sending me. We, we hashtagged uh, Thames tall tales, and we had a lot. I had a lot of people on Twitter sending me 
um, their own personal favorites. And so uh, I encourage that to go on as long as possible. And when Brian Anderson is done uh, calling the NBA playoffs, I hope he comes back and, and has some uh, famed tall tales ready to go. For Fox That'd be Sports awesome. Happen. Jimmy, thanks for uh, jumping on with us. We will see you at the Bucks game tonight. Yep, thanks a lot, guys. All right, Jimmy Carlson thanks, Jimmy. from OnMilwaukee.com. Our show, of course, is fueled by OnMilwaukee.com. You can also check out my blog at OnMilwaukee.com where I uh, give details about my exit from the Bob and Brian uh, universe. I've got my Wednesday mornings free now, Armin, just so uh, people are aware out there. Not by my choice. It's a corporate (laughs) thing, greaseball stuff. Check it out at OnMilwaukee.com. Thank you for listening to the program today. Stay tuned for Mike Heller. Master Z's is the... With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.